welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host. It's Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also here with Hi Matt. Hi Matt. <laughs> Fuck me. This is. It's, I'm never it's, not going to say it. It's, it's literally like sign sign of things to come. This is like there was at least a, a ten minute delay there. Uh, <laughs> so this is episode number eighty five of the Fret Talk podcast. Um, obviously, you are you are here with me, Mister Budget Pelchap, and Matt. Uh, we're supposed to have Ayrton as well, but he he's not here at the moment. He might show up. Um, so what's up, Matt? What you uh, what's what's occurring, mate? The moment um, I'm I'm sat doing a podcast, mate. What about you? Oh, I am I'm struggling to keep myself away today. It's uh, it's one of those. It, I, I, there's like a perfect storm, like like the Venn diagram between like just having a, a shitty cold that doesn't go away, being woken up in the night by my child who's also got said shitty cold, and, and just like work. It's yeah, yeah. So perfect trifecta. It is. It's it, it is like the eye of the shit storm. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I'm not quite that bad. I'm struggling on the sleep, but none of the other rubbish. Yeah, but you 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 do like fucking twenty odd jobs or something, don't you? You never I'm down stop. To like, yeah, I'm down to two jobs, but like, unless you count the band as a job, in which case it's three. But I don't really count the band as a job. It, it makes money, but it's more of a hobby than a, a job. That's it, and it. Um, speaking of the band, you've uh, you've done band stuff this week, haven't you? I did my first gig of 2019. Well, hey, and it's it. I mean, it's it's well into 2019 now. You were you are slacking, my friend. Yeah, well, basically, the four other members of the band all have children, and when we did eight gigs Those in December, they obviously didn't get to see their families much. So yeah. we planned to take January off. Yeah, and then we were like, actually, people are skint. In January, and even when they've got hit January payday, they're paying off the debt that they ran up in January. Yeah. So we basically, the first private gig, we, we basically said, we're not going to do any pub gigs, and if we get offered any private gigs, we'll just take them. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a joint 40th birthday party we played on Saturday. Saturday. Um, <laughs> and I was well up for it, and it was going to be amazing. And then we got to the venue, and it was upstairs, so that's always a pain in the ass. Yep. And they then showed us the quote-unquote stage area. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, the finger quote thingies. You are indeed. Which was, which was a small square area where there's no seating, yeah. which had like walled-off seating either side of it. And at the bottom, it was walls. And at the top, it was two giant, I would say, 12-foot-long by 4-foot-high squares of glass on two sides uh-huh. and a window and then a plain wall. So <laughs> the opening at the front was four and a half foot wide. Yeah. So it's 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 almost like the opposite of a uh, of like a isolation booth in the fact that it's just all reflective surfaces. <laughs> yeah, so basically it's a reflection booth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a reverb chamber. Yeah, and <laughs> to add to that, because it was so small yeah. and we've got a drummer who normally has like three rack toms, sorry, three like three or four toms, and 
as many symbols as you can possibly carry in the back of a Ford Transit van and all that nonsense. And he's also got a pad because we've got like stuff where we get samples in and he's got like digital drum sounds. We do a couple of 80s numbers, so we've got digital drum sounds on that. Oh, and uh, the other guitarist also plays keyboards for some of said digital 80s songs that we do. Um, the bassist is obviously, you know, just a standard rig, but again, he's got a pedal board. The other guitarist has got a pedal board. I've got a pedal board. Fitting all of that into a 12 by 12 box. <laughs> you were sat on each other's laps. Quite difficult. Yeah. Um, so we straight away said to the drummer, you're using rods. <laughs> and we also decided we also decided that the bass would go into the desk and the two guitar amps would be mic'd up. Yeah. So we could stay as quiet as possible inside the glass box <laughs> and put the PA outside the glass box. Yeah. And use that to fill the room. And it was just it was really infuriating because I'd basically spent two weeks tweaking the double mat and the range master with the Vox to get it perfect. The Vox wouldn't fit in the space where I had to put an amp. So I had to go, (laughs) luckily I brought both amps to the gig. So I had to bring the Hayden in. And although I brought both speakers of the Hayden in, I didn't even bother plugging the second one in. It was just there to raise the first speaker off the floor. So I had more (laughs) chance of hearing it. (laughs) Shit, man. I then spent 25 minutes trying to tweak with all the stuff. Because obviously when you're trying to bring the Vox's drive down and you're trying to bring the Hayden's drive down with the broadside, totally different settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously they're voiced totally differently, so maybe not 20 minutes, but, you know, I spent quite a while fiddling with that and then setting up the, the pedal board and I had to remember to bring the extra switch for the Mojo setting of the Hayden. and It was just a pain in the backside. But yeah. Did it, did it go well? We got there in the end. Yeah, we got there in the end. Um, it was really loud on stage, even with the volume down, because it was just yeah, like I said, Everything just a reflective in the tiny, box. Yeah. Um, and obviously, our singer needed a monitor, so he was standing at the front in the opening, but the monitor was in front of him, so that was firing back into the reflective <laughs> box as well. So just yeah, just utter chaos, just root. yeah, add, add noise, noise volume. everywhere, and just oh. like. Um, and because like it, it was a glass box and we were having to face towards the, the one sort of opening with the amps, Yeah. unfortunately, that meant that my amp also was facing towards a big sheet of glass. So I was almost getting like a, de- a reverb or delay effect, <laughs> which was sending me out of time every now and again when, it, when there's like complicated bits that I actually have to think about. Yeah. But, you know, we got through it. It was a delay. good... <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, we got through it. I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, just just good to be get, getting back playing again. Um, yeah, I I absolutely love it. Like, I I'd gig every I gig every night if I could. I absolutely love it. Um, people seem to be up and dancing for the whole time, so that was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just we've got another gig this Friday, which will be better because it's in a room that actually is set up for yeah. functions where the designs are supposed yeah. to have. But, yeah, so yeah, um, and um, the company that I do the, the sound stuff with are also putting a PA in for that event. So Nice. Um, yeah, we won't have to use, set up our own PA. We'll be properly mic'd with proper mic. Like, we don't have enough mic stands to mic our guitars normally, so we basically hung microphones over the front of the amp, you know, like you do when you wrap yeah. it over the handle and yeah, dangle yeah. it down, which obviously isn't the best, but 
that's what we had to do. Whereas this one at the weekend will be properly mic'd up with SM57s pointing well, he, in the right direction. Yeah, and, not pointing yeah. at the floor. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, I can't wait for this, this Friday's one. I'll be able to move as well. I won't be just like static playing songs. So that'll be a positive. Yeah, it's, it's, it makes it makes a world of difference when your sounds on point. It doesn't it. It does. It does. So I, I suppose knowing that we are approaching the end of February because February is quite a short month. Shit. There's a there's a question <laughs> coming up now, isn't there? There is. Go on. I've had one go through it. How, how do you find um, it? Uh, it's because it's not a song that I'm overly familiar with. I've heard it a few times before, but it's not something that I obsessed with as a kid. Um, yeah. Like. Smoke on the Water was. Um, it's taking me as much time to try and get the song into my head and then try and play it through my fingers. Whereas with Smoke on the Water, I knew exactly what was the next phrase was. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this time I'm having to try and <laughs> yeah. hum the next phrase in my head before I try and play it. Yeah, it's, it's adding an extra challenge, isn't it? Because yeah. the, the challenge of Smoke on the Water wasn't what you needed to... Like, knowing what you needed to play, it was... Just playing Actually it. playing it. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, Richie Blackmore, you're a bastard. I know you're a bastard because I know what's <laughs> coming next. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I've got to put my hands up and say, like, I, I got halfway through it at, at, at around probably like 10, 15 days into February and went, well, that's that sorted. I'll leave the rest for later. <laughs> February is a short month, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, and like being being quite busy as well. And we'll we'll talk a little bit as to why I've been being busy. Um, yeah. So I've done half of it. Um, <laughs> by the time this podcast comes out as well, it will be next month. Um, yes, it will. So I suppose we should probably choose another song, shouldn't we? And what I'll do, I'll so, try and record. Should we announce that at the end of the at the end of the thing to give me a chance to think? Because I hadn't even thought. Yeah, yeah, we can do. Yeah, um, we we need to remember it to be honest, and I don't think we will. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we'll see if we do. If not, we'll announce it on the Facebook page. That's it. Or we can do it on the the Sunday cast as well. Maybe. Who knows? Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do that actually because that sounds that sounds like a plan. Um, it does. Yeah. So yeah, I've 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 not got uh, not got through that as well as I would have hoped. Um, <laughs> I might continue on with that one during also doing this new one. Yeah, I don't think I ever recorded Smoke on the Water, so I might try and like record all three sometime in March. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Just front load March with uh, music. Uh, so before we get onto kind of the meat and meat and gravy of this week's podcast, um, I've done some stuff as well this week. Um, Whee! <laughs> I've done something which will will please you immensely, Matt. Um, Go on. So that double map video, the Hello Sailor effects double map, which is <laughs> the one I called you out on last episode for <laughs> having supposedly recorded but it's never released yeah it's not the first time you've called me out on this to be honest it's <laughs> almost been every episode for the past like four um yeah 
I I uh, I decided I would I would do something about it and not be a lazy bastard. Especially, I mean, it was spurred spurred on by the fact that you kept talking about it. I was like, I remember that pedal being quite cool. Um, so I went back and listened to it, and yes, in fact, that pedal is quite cool. Uh, so yeah, that, very quite cool, very quite cool. Yeah. So by the time this podcast is out, that video will also be out. So check it out on my YouTube channel. Um, I think I've called it the Double Mat, but in the video it didn't have a name at the time, so um, it's referred to as the Double Pedal or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's very very good, very good. <laughs> um, but I also did some more YouTube stuff this week as well. So um, I, I had like a backlog of things that I needed to do. Um, a couple of which have gone on gone on my Instagram already. Um, I think one one of which was the uh, the Tate Effects Raise the Dead that I um, <laughs> hand painted. Yeah, like, like a child's drawing of a Raise the Dead. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've I've done some stuff with um, so uh, Fletch of Fletch Pickups um, gave me a, a Harley Benton SC five fifty, I think it was, um, sometime before Christmas, like brand new from the box, and said like, play this, see what it's like, and then I'm gonna add some awesome to it, and then play it again. Um, he handed me back with the awesome pickups in it. And I've uh, I have tested those out, and surprise, surprise, fucking awesome. Uh, I think they're the prominent yeah. set, um, which are voiced around old PAFs. Um, so I mean, you're not getting any complaints from me. They are they're a beautiful balance, um, not being so incredibly bassy that you have to shelf it. Um, but not being nasal and thin as well. So there's a really nice balance between that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was uh, I've had some real fun with that, and um, a, a good couple of months back now, I uh, I teased a, a, a telly set that Fletch has made with like these uh, an open coil. Um, Telly neck pickup. It's almost kind of like half covered. Um, and I do yeah. like a proper review on them. And again, spoilers. I think I'm going to need a new deli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're, they're cool. And that guitar um, has um, something that you were mentioning on our, our last live podcast as well, actually, Matt. How you wanted <laughs> basically... Um, just the pickups wired directly to the uh, the output jack. Yeah, that's it's, how all pickups should be. Yeah, so so this guitar has got that feature on it. It's got like a push pull pot, and with yeah. with that engaged, it it bypasses the the volume and the tone. So you can still use the the pickup selector, which is cool, but then it just goes direct to, to output jack. <laughs> um, so why would you ever have that in any other position than that? So funnily enough, the with it being engaged, that's with the the pot as normal. It's when you pull it out, it then engages the tone and the volume. <laughs> so it's, was it's, that accidentally wired the wrong way, or no? That's that's Fletch just going. Yep, this is the default setting. 
<laughs> the default setting is turn everything to the fucking max. Yeah, and it's I can't argue with it. It works really well. <laughs> and I, I could think of of having having that on a push push part would work essentially as like a preset for your for your guitar. So you could like knock the volume down, maybe take a bit of tone off, and then yeah, and then just tap yeah, it. tap it, and you've got your your like balls to the wall mode. So that's really cool. Um, I, I'm now I'm talking about it. I'm thinking that might be a really cool mod for my next guitar. <laughs> <laughs> for the one that you're going to put these telly pickups in. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I might just not give him this telly back. To be honest, just be like, see if he notices. Yeah, how much money do I have to give you to make this uh, make this problem go away? <laughs> uh, oh man I've got too many guitars I can't do that but speaking of guitars blasphemy I know blasphemy how dare you how dare you sir um, yeah speaking of guitars I went to a to a, a a little known guitar show this weekend called the Birmingham Guitar Show or as it was uh, <laughs> colloquially coined yam Yam. Yam. Yeah. Because um the black country uh people from kind of um West Brom, Dudley, those kind of areas they're known as yam yams. So Okay. So rather than it being <laughs> Nam, it is Yam. Right, okay. No. I was really like, but it's called yeah. the Birmingham Guitar Show. How have you got yam out of that? Yeah, it's yam. Y-A-M-M, yeah. Oh, it's much more funny when you uh, when you have to explain every step of it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, not living in that area, yeah. I've never heard of that term Yeah, before. yam yams, yeah. Oh. And it's probably a good idea that you have sort of... Um, explain that because I'm pretty sure we've got people who are also not from that area oh, listening yeah, we, to the podcast. <laughs> we've got people who are like really not from that area, as in like not from this country. United States. Yeah, they'll be thinking, <laughs> yam? What, what, what? What's a yam? Isn't that like, like candy meat or, or what? What? I don't know. What, what is a yam? It's like a, like a root vegetable, isn't it? I was going to say, I thought it was a vegetable. Uh, yeah, they, they have candied yams, don't they? Uh, if you say so, mate. I, I think so, yeah. American American viewers, listeners, just uh, c- correct us on, on yam knowledge, because I know what a yam yam is. Don't know what a yam is. <laughs> and and that's, our talk of, that's our talk about the Birmingham Guitar Show for this week. Uh, so Birmingham Guitar Show again like Birmingham England not Alabama Um, it's one of the one of the bigger um, UK guitar shows Um, and there were there was so many cool things going on there in fact there was uh, one one company used the Birmingham Guitar Show to um, to release one of their uh New 2019 line. Who is that? Uh, Shergold. They, uh... Oh, uh, right, okay, yeah, I've heard of them. 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they released a, a kind of um, less poorly shaped one. Um, and it, I didn't actually see it at the show. Um, but having looked back on them, they look really cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you kind of like a virtual tour of uh, <laughs> of the Birmingham Guitar Show. Okay, I'll close um, my eyes and come on a come on a journey with you. That's it. Um, so it started off. I think it starts off with uh, uh, vintage guitars, maybe, or it, it. I think vintage was actually a little bit a little bit to the left. Um, who is it? Uh, Strandberg were there. And they were pretty much okay. Um, so I, I was there with uh, with Fletch and Yeomans uh, to start off with, and we looked at Strandberg's and went, "Ah, no." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those guitars don't have a headstock. What the fuck's going on with that? Yeah, there was one that looked a bit like a telly. There was like it was like a um, like a butterscotch blonde blackguard Strandberg, and I was like, "Ooh, that's." <laughs> That's sending me mixed signals. Um, so, yeah, we, we we bypassed that place completely. Uh, I wonder why. And the the first kind of the first place that we stopped off at was um, was the fretboard.co.uk. Um, okay. They had a little stand, but on that stand, I mean, we largely didn't care about another online forum um especially because they're <laughs> um, their direct competition for us maybe i don't know um What's but yeah with yeah who are they I've so on their stand was uh the the dude from pedal patch which is uh phil um so i talked about pedal patch uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, he he was there, but he was also there with Stuart Tate of Tate Effects, who had uh, a little demo rig. So he weren't there to really sell anything, but he was there to uh, let people try his pedals, and try we did. Uh, <laughs> so we so he, he had a little demo board with with basically all of his uh, all of his pedals. So. You've got the, uh, I think from from right to left, we had like Antares, we had BMB, we had Raise the Dead, then we had the um, <laughs> the the booster, which which Yeomans uh, insist on calling <laughs> the uh, Nacho Average Booster because <laughs> 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 uh, it's got a it's got like a kind of uh, Day of the Dead Mexican. Uh, <laughs> Theme, theme to it. Yeah, so it's called the Natch. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just called that's the, pretty, the that's booster. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm happy with that. I don't think Stuart's going to be running with that though. Um, well, to be fair, Stuart's already removed the original name from it, hasn't he? He has. Yes. Didn't yeah. it used to be called the Bullshit Booster. It did used to be called the Bullshit Booster. Um, so yeah, I think uh, giving you a little bit of a tour of the. Um, the, the Tate stuff. I've tried. I tried most of it prior to the show. Um, obviously, we had the BMB, which uh, we gave away to um, John uh, John Tron from uh, Heavy Repping. Uh, yeah. I've uh, made a, a Raise the Dead. 
um, my my kind of handmade version of it. So it was a, a V1 rather than the V2. So I got to try the V2, um, which has got the kind of the pickup simulator in it, which meant that it, it wasn't the first thing in the chain, but it still played nice. Um, yeah, one knob um, kind of balls out fuzz face, rich, creamy, just guttural noise. Fantastic stuff. Uh, BMB, obviously, kind of rap inspired. Um, I uh, I like it on the kind of lower gain settings as well as being very very childish and just turning the gain all the way up. <laughs> um, which was something that Stuart very much encouraged. He was like, "Yeah, whack the fucking gain straight up." <laughs> uh, so good man. Uh, the Antares as well, which I've uh, I've had a, a chance to try prior to the show. But we also, because they were all, all together as well, we were uh, stacking them together. The Raise the Dead works especially well with the Antares uh, driving it because it's just, it, it gets into kind of silly territory. And then the, yeah. the, uh, the Nacho Average Booster um, is potentially the loudest thing on the planet. Um, in terms of like, boosters you usually get like a decent uh a decent volume jump i think the loudest we had the the booster was about kind of three on the on the um on the pot and that was that was like ear splitting level so yeah yeah if if you want a, a clean booster that literally will give you enough boost yeah, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like like super impressed with the uh, the Tate Effect stuff, and it was really nice to actually uh, meet Stuart face to face because we've we've chatted loads uh, online. Uh, obviously, done the um, the BNB giveaway, and uh, he's sent me some stuff as well. Oh, pardon me, um, but he's a really really nice chap. As much as he tries to refute it online uh, and tries to convince everyone that he's a knobhead. Uh, he's, he's a really, really, uh, really sound chap. Uh, and same with... Big question. Yeah, go for it. Big question. Be- before you move on from, from Mr. Stewart, did you take him a potato? I did not, no. Um, You're miss- you missing the trick there. I did, I did. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I referred to his pedals as tater effects uh, at some point. <laughs> Um, which Good. he didn't didn't pull me up on, uh, and when when we were trying these uh, pedals out as well, we uh, we happened to run into Ollie motherfucking Miles of Ollie Miles Wait. Music. Uh, yeah, so so he just came sauntering along, um, and then <laughs> made the most disgusting sound. Um, just <laughs> it's so overly overly pleasing, but it was it was just dirty um so <laughs> we got uh, the 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 amp that was being used was an orange uh orange rocker uh i think it was one of the smaller one but i, I can't tell you uh, can't tell you which one 15 is a small one isn't it i think it might be in the 32 actually um but yeah the so we, we were running all of those front ends clean um, and then we did the Antares into like the drive channel of the the orange. Ollie saunters along, yeah. 
why am I using the Antares on this uh, on this drive channel? Let's uh, whack it with that fucking raise the dead. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the speaker did not know what to do. It was it was <laughs> trying to push out bass responses which weren't there, <laughs> and just made this kind of nasty farting um, destruction sound. But it was it was filthy. It was great. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, and apparently, uh, there's uh, there's been talk of um, producers using the "Raise the Dead" on uh, on bass tracks as well to give like a really right. really grindy, nasty sound. Um, yeah. So yeah, really versatile pedal considering it is one knob. You get you get the one sound, and you get that one sound like louder. Uh, it, act, it adds a bit more drive as you as you go up as well, I, I think. But it's again, it's an incredibly loud, uh, loud boost. Yeah. Is it maybe only adding extra drive in the fact that you're driving the front end so hard that the amp is starting to drive? Yeah, it could, it could very well be. <laughs> that, that's yeah. not, not out of the realms of uh, possibility. I I really need to get my hands on a raise the dead because um, I love that kind of like speaker just. Getting yeah. really confused with itself, sound. What I might do then, I might, uh, I might send you through mine, um, so you can have a have a try of that. Because it's, uh, sounds, it's, sounds it's good. definitely. I mean, because you being on the Isle of Man, it's you might as well be in fucking space with uh, <laughs> like getting any gear. Oh yeah, so, I'm not going to be able to try it. I'd, I'd literally have to buy one, and then if I didn't want to keep it, I'd have to then sell it on. Mm. Yeah, I. I I um I got to see some of the the new uh, finishes on his enclosures as well because I've seen the the BMB which they're all hand finished with a a, a kind of a water slide decal I think um and obviously the the raise the dead that I've got is hand painted by me so I got to see the uh, the uh, powder coated and screen printed enclosures and they look immaculate they look really really good um. Uh, you, you're talking rivaling, um, rivaling big companies with that kind of quality. Um, so I was, I was well impressed. Um, and he he popped one of the, uh, he, in fact, he popped two of the pedals open. He he popped one of the the uh, the reverb exclusive green raise the deads open and the Antares. <laughs> and do you know when you hear um, you hear someone like Paul Gilbert? playing guitar and you think why do I fucking bother <laughs> Stuart's uh, is that like looking inside of his yeah I was like <laughs> where's all the cable gone mate like why are you not having to cram stuff in <laughs> this, you've, you've cut all of the wires to a perfect length and it's very neat <laughs> what's that you, old boat <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah, very envious uh, of that. But then opposite, um, opposite the uh, the Tate effects kind of show reel um, was Eastman Guitars, uh, and a guitar company that I'd heard of. I'd heard a lot of people going, "Yeah, these these guys are legit," but never really uh, paid much attention. I think Guitar Guitar have some. And I've I've looked at them and went, yeah okay, they 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 look like kind of, uh, yeah, kind of Gibson inspired, 
Um, but, like, do I really care? But then I tried some, didn't I? Where was that? There's that kind of. Yeah, and he went and tried some, didn't I? Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> Stuart was uh, singing their praises and says they're actually very, very good. Um, but it was it was Yeomans who went, yeah, these things look like awesome Les Pauls. Let's give them a go. Um, so we tried um, we tried a couple of the um, the kind of Les Paul shapes, the SB fifty nine, um, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between them and uh, and Gibson in terms of like finish, in terms of quality, in terms of like substantial feel. Uh, I was having a, a chat with a chap and asked it, asked him, are these uh, are these things like full fat or are they are they chambered? And he went, nah, like carefully selected wood so that they keep within a a certain weight tolerance. But nope, all the wood's there. It's like you so saucy bastard. It's not the only wood that's going on around here now. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, I had a chat with uh, chat with a chap, and I'm unfortunately can't remember his name. I've got a, got some details for him around somewhere, but I, I had a chat with him, um, and he was saying, yeah, they uh, they're they're all kind of they're Chinese made instruments, um, which kind of makes you raise an eyebrow. But they're they're hand finished. They they're kind of meta- uh, meticulously um, detailed in terms of like their specs. Um, like the all of the accoutrements, you like CTS pots and like um, a bone nut, um, care, like I say, carefully selected woods. It's not just oh, we'll grab any old lump of mahogany. It's like they they're selected for the the premium uh, price point that these uh, these guitars are at. Uh, they use either Lola um, pickups that are specifically tuned to the instruments that they go in so they they were designed with these instruments in mind or um seymour duncan antiquity pickups which are like your kind of yeah, yeah. your dog's bollocks uh <laughs> duncan's yeah um i love the, the sound of the antiquities yeah yeah i mean i didn't get a bad sound out of one of these eastmans so um i was i was uh pretty pretty taken by them Yeomans really like the uh, the single cuts, the kind of Les Paul inspired ones. I got to try a uh, so it can only be described as like a a three three five with P nineties and a Bigsby. I got to try one of those, which was almost kind of like a worn cherry red, so almost kind of brownie in in places. Uh, it it looked the part. There were about three or four of the guys like kind of sharing this guitar around before I got the chance to play it, uh, and when they handed it to me, it was like absolutely mentally out of tune. So after kind of <laughs> wrestling it back into tune because you you can't you can't tune anything by ear <laughs> at a guitar <laughs> show. Um, Why not? <laughs> you should be able. In fact. If you use the harmonics, you should be able to do it by feel. <laughs> well, I, that's that's what I keep getting told on the internet. Why are you buying a tuner? You should be able to do it by feel. 
Yeah, those those, those people have obviously <laughs> never been to a guitar show. It's it's so loud that you can't feel anything anymore. So, <laughs> Your entire body's just numb. That's it. Yeah. Go ahead. So yeah, this uh, this three three five. It's called a T sixty four, I believe is what they call them. A three three five style, kind of very classy P nineties. I think those are Lola um, P nineties uh, and the uh, Big Spy. I think they come in at something like nineteen hundred. So for for a three three five style guitar, that is that's that's very reasonable. Um, the the Les Paul shaped ones, I think, were coming in at like two, 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 two. <laughs> at about at, at about Desmond, is that? Yeah, they they were coming asking they were Desmond. asking for a cool Desmond. Um, <laughs> but there was they were offering ten percent off as well uh, for the guitar show purchases, uh, which was very tempting. Um, but yeah, I absolutely <laughs> fell for this um, this T sixty four, which absolutely beautiful. Uh, I clearly didn't leave with it because uh, very expensive. Um, but I um, yeah, I'll be looking out for some some more stuff coming from Eastman because they impressed me. Nice. Uh, from there, I think we went on to we went we went we carried on up and uh, <laughs> this was. <laughs> One of the three times that we went to see Thorpe at, uh, at the kind of at the end of the first row, and then <laughs> the noise klaxon sounded, which basically means shut up. Uh, so I went over, klaxon went. It's like, oh crap, I can't hear you. Get to, uh, can't hear your, your pedals. We'll come back later and we'll uh, we'll sort that out. <laughs> that was not the end of that one. Um, <laughs> went to try the uh, Marshall Studio Classic um, head of some description. I think because the, the the Studio Classics come in um, three different varieties, don't they? So I'm not entirely sure yeah. about these ones, but you 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 uh, you got some information up on it a bit earlier, didn't you? I I don't have information up on them, but um, I have read so then. There's, there's a 50s with P90s, there's a 50s with humbuckers, and there's a 60s with humbuckers, I believe. Marshall Studio it, Classic? Oh, 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 I'm talking about this. Totally wrong. What the fuck am I on about? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... I don't even know where I got that from. Uh, it's a JTM voice one, a JCM 800 voice one, and a Silver Jubilee voiced one. Indeed, um, I believe, and I, I definitely don't quote me on this one, but I believe I went through the uh, the JCM eight hundred. So they're all kind of plexi style, but yes, um, I, I believe that's the one that I went through. So classic, classic Marshall rock is what you you're looking for with a yeah with a JCM eight hundred pushed Marshall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it weren't particularly um, fierce in terms of gain. Um, but it was, you you could see that that was uh, very kind of classic classic rock tones. Um, however, I I do have a bone to pick with uh, with the Marshall Marshall stand. Um, it weren't the staff; they were they were wonderful and helpful. Um, 
It weren't the products. They, again, uh, very much impressed me. It was the choice of guitars that they had on offer. Uh, <laughs> right, can I, can I, before, you, before you tell us what they were, can I have a guess? Go on. Right, so if I had three classic-voiced Marshalls... Yep. I'd probably go, right, people coming here are either going to want the classic rock... Yep. Maybe even a little bit of blues. So what I'll do is I'll get a Strat and a Les Paul. I think that's what they did the previous year. There was definitely a definitely a Strat the year before when they uh, when they were doing the... Um, oh, what were they called? Origins. The Origins. Origins. The yeah. Um, this year, they decided to go against that. Um, the, okay, the, so they went for the Les Paul then. So... <laughs> so the the choices of the guitars were there was there was a a Jackson, it was a relatively low level Jackson as far as I'm aware, um, which was HSS setup I believe, with a Floyd Rose. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, I mean, in the in the Jackson's defence, it was set up pretty well. And it sounded better than I expected. Um, and the other, the other one <laughs> that was kicking around, but I didn't ever see anyone playing, was a Gretsch, some kind of Gretsch. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that well, that well-known classic rock. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah, Malcolm, look, Young. Malcolm Young. Yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a few, isn't there? But. You don't think you don't like when when you when you're asked to to name a a classic rock guitar, you don't go oh yes Gretsch. That's that's <laughs> it. It'd struggle to get in your top five, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, if if they can't do the Strat and the Les Paul, yeah, three three five is next, isn't it? I would have thought SG or Tele. I'm not sure telly like telly is isn't something that I think of when I think of classic rock. I don't know why. Status quo. I mean, look, uh, the boss. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't. A, I'm not a big fan of the boss. Status quo, yes. But I mean, there's 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 precedent for it, and oh yeah, they're they're quite uh, yeah. quite versatile. In More so than a Jackson and a fucking Gretsch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you had like a top five kind of. Rock instruments. I mean, tellies as well. Jimmy Page. He was a massive, uh, massive user of the telly. Yeah, but you say Jimmy Page, and I think Les Paul and Double Neck SG. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the big recordings were using telly. Oh yeah, wasn't it like telly until like all of the Yardbird stuff and up to yeah, Zep, like Zep like one Zeppelin apparently was yeah. <laughs> I think it was like halfway through two that he changed over, and then he kept using the telly every now and again after that because obviously it's the solo from um, Stairway on Four, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. So, so I'm uh, to believe, but there's there's telly all over Zep stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think if if you were to have like a top five kind of iconic um, iconic electric guitars, you'd have a Les Paul, you'd have a yeah, um, you'd have a Strat, you'd probably have a telly. Yeah. I'd kind yeah. of angle for something kind of P90s, maybe like a junior or an SG junior. Um, 
something like that. And then maybe you'd have like a like a semi hollow three three five or something something along those vein. Yeah, <laughs> the, the yep. Jackson wouldn't get to the, but maybe maybe that's just me. Um, the, ja- the Jackson doesn't get the top one hundred, does it? <laughs> I'd have an S- a HSS strap before I had a fucking Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but essentially that's what it was. But then with this um, this Floyd Rose, uh, so by this point I'd met up with um, met up with my man uh, Everything Joseph uh, from Instagram. <laughs> Uh, yep. I mean, you, you can see on his uh, on his Instagram profile a couple of the pics from the day as well. Um, he had to go through that. He was loving it. Um, he handed me this this Jackson. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. Put it on the neck pickup. Thought at least at least we're gonna get somewhere with this. Um, <laughs> but then playing it for a little while, the high was not quite in tune. Went to go tune it on this god awful Floyd Rose system there wasn't any tuning left on the uh, on the little dial like the fine tuner yeah thought so, okay let's unlock the uh, unlock the nut and uh, sort this tuning out <laughs> the little eyebrow raise there I think both of us are too tired to make any innuendo this week just just for your listeners you will you will have missed that subtle cue from Matt there, but yes, the the intention was there to make a to make a quip. Um, yeah. So yeah, I went to unlock the uh, unlock the um, the top two strings to to get some fine tuning back on it. Hi, he fucking snaps, doesn't it? Of course it does. Yeah. Just what you want. I fr- well, what I think someone had done. I think someone had gone to tune. The high E with the Floyd lock, and then that you- yeah, yeah, and and then just yeah, snapped it. So I unlocked it. I've seen, I've seen that done before, where somebody who's has tried to tune at the headstock snapped that bit there, yeah. and then realised that you can do it with the, the fine tune, left the bit broken at <laughs> yeah. the top, and as they're playing, like even though that's a locking nut, it it still starts to slide its way out. Yeah, doing. <laughs> Yeah, but so so I was left with this uh, kind of five string out, like nowhere near in tune. Because why would it be? Because it's it's now missing road, part so. of the tension. Yeah. Um, so I kind Just of bend I, and bring the woo, tension back. Woo, woo. Uh, I, I flagged the guy down. Oh yeah, do, do some dive bombs. It doesn't matter whether it's fucking <laughs> in tune or not. That well-known classic rock sound. Doom. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, so yeah so I flagged this guy down uh, bless him he's like oh yeah don't worry about it um, like I'll sort you out with another guitar kind of looking around frantically I'm, I'm just like mate have you got some strings I'll I'll restring it I'll I'll put the uh, I'll make sure this, the E string's back on he was like oh yeah that's cool would you do that I was like yeah it ain't no biggie so he, he pops off two minutes later comes back with like a fresh pack of strings and <laughs> I essentially uh, string this Floyd Rose for the job. Uh, yeah, and then and then get it to yeah. a point where it can be tuned again, uh, which was great fun. After that, I'd kind of lost interest, so uh, <laughs> I then surprised. just hand him back the guitar and go, "Yeah, it's cool." But yeah, it, it sounded really good. It sounded uh, sounded very kind of classic Marshall-y. and that kind of paired up with a uh, with your Hello Sailor broadside. Would be something kind of 
something real versatile. Uh, and as yeah. Joseph was saying uh, while we were there, it was like slam a tube screamer at the front end of this, and you're getting you're getting proper meaty tone. I was like, yeah, that that'd uh, that'd do it pretty well. Um, from yeah. there, I mean, we, we went around. We we saw some people. We did some things. We had an amazing curry. Um, Bingley Hall. Uh, I'm just just a quick shout out to the uh, the guys who run Bingley Hall. They always cater using uh, using these these uh, amazing uh, catering company who do like a, a lamb curry, a chicken curry, and like a, a vegetarian curry as well. And it's so good. It's it's pretty cheap as well. So, um, sound. I was down with that. Um, and then we went we went to see some other um, other people. We went to see Thorpey again. And again, the klaxon went off. Like, fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> but then we, we had a chat with um, with Chris Buck, who uh, is a kind of rising uh, rising star um, in the in the kind of YouTube and and those kind of things. He's been on that pedal show. He's um, I think he's done some of the stuff with Andertons as well. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but he's he's his face is. Uh, He's been seen around quite a lot recently. Uh, lovely chap, um, and and he shows us this new guitar that he's got. He says, "Oh yeah, this is a <laughs> do I do I try the do I try the Welsh accent? <laughs> I don't know. It can't be much worse than your Dutch accent or your whatever you tried to do earlier." Yeah, he goes, uh, "Hey guys, uh, this is my uh, <laughs> this is my new guitar." <laughs> Uh, so he's like, yeah. Wales just outside of Amsterdam, is it? That's it. He's, he's, so he's like, yeah, this is this is my new guitar. I've, I've picked it up from uh, from Grey Guitars, and they're they're around here somewhere, like kind of pointed in a general direction. It's like, yeah, cool. We'll uh, we'll go check those guys, eh? Uh, so went over to see see Grey Guitars, um, and there was a guitar which, when I saw it, I thought instantly of you, Matt. Go on. Uh, it was shaped like a massive cock and ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a it was a uh, a pink Telecaster. So it was like kind of almost two kind amazing of, things. Yeah, pastely, almost kind of verging on hot pink um, burst, going into like a really kind of really light pink, like a baby pink in the center. Um, dual P nineties, pretty chunky, substantial neck. Um, Nice. It sounds like an amazing guitar. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was not bad at all. Um, the neck was something weird as well. I think it might have been like entirely rosewood neck. Uh, nice. Or maybe I it was. I definitely get along with that as well. Yeah, it, it might have been mahogany. Actually, it might have been like uh, treated mahogany, but it was like a dark, uh, a dark neck. Yeah. Uh, so that was really, really interesting, and they had. Um, they had other guitars as well. The uh, the Chris Buck one was just like a standard kind of uh, almost sonic blue uh, Strat, three single coils. Because uh, he's he's a he's a Strat guy. He's a uh, 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 Chris. Okay. Um, but they they had another Strat around there. They had a a gold HSS Strat as well uh, with a. Um, uh, flamed roasted maple neck. Uh, 
which yes. looked yeah looked very nicely. Yes. Um, and the uh, the chap I, again, I don't don't know his name, Mister Gray, maybe I don't know. Um, he uh, he was showing us the, the the finishes on these necks and how it's um, it, they're, they're not lacquered. They they're finished using like a special kind of wood oil treatment, uh, which meant that you could still kind of feel the grain of the wood but it's protected and it's smooth so that sounds a lot like what exotic do yeah yeah it might be you know, I, I raved over the the exotics and they again they don't lacquer the necks they they're flamed maple that's baked and treated with some weird kind of oil thing and it just makes them they're so smooth so they're not they, they don't go sticky they're just yeah like amazing yeah um i mean we we went to see um, we went to see them when the when the noise klaxon was still in effect, so we didn't get to plug any of them in. But I I got, got to have a little go on them, uh, and the necks, yeah, it did feel did feel quite smooth. It was a little bit, um, a little bit chunky for myself, um, but I like I say I only tried one of them, so yeah, the the style is uh, the the style. Of these guitars uh, was quite quite striking, um, and ha- handmade in the UK as well. So can't really uh, can't really beat that. Um, third third time I went to go see Thorpe. Um, again, like really busy man because his stuff's awesome. And then the klaxon again. It's like you know what? It's not meant to be today, mate. It's not meant to be. Um, but I had a very uh, very similar experience with Xander uh, circuits as well. So I went over, we kind of milled over uh, towards Xander circuits, and then the noise uh, noise police were on it again. And it's just like, okay, um, there's there's not much point going to see a pedal company when you can't hear their pedals. <laughs> when you can't hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we missed out on uh, on Xander's. Um, later on in the day, we got to see uh, got to see our our friend Andy over at Honey Boy though as well. Sexy uh, little bastard amps. Th- yeah, so he he had again a sexy little bastard five watt amp, um, which I find it very difficult to not not try and run away with that one because <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful amp. Um, <laughs> But he also had his uh, his thirty watt, which is a a new one for his his line. And I think it's like a uh, it's got three speakers, and they're not all the same size. Um, I can't remember exactly, so you'd you'd have to kind of check check with Andy for that one. But it's it was this um, like white uh, white finished with like kind of gold um, gold appointments, and it looked. I think he used it. Uh, to match a Gretsch White Falcon uh, in a photo it shoot. Um, I was going to say, I've, uh, certainly the photos I've seen of this, I, I thought it was a 310, but you're right, what, some of the speakers might not be 10s. Um, but yeah, I've seen photos, that, like cause it was in, it was either Guitarist or The Guitar Magazine, one or the other came and did a photo shoot, and yeah, he had a, a White Falcon with it, which and they just matched perfectly, like with the, the gold corners and the yeah, it's just a sexy amplifier. Yeah, so I mean, I, I I'd seen some of those promo shoots and thought that that is a very nice looking amplifier. In person, it's even 
lovelier it is. Oof. <laughs> like, it's... it's <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it sounds amazing as well. Um, we got treated to um, a, a proper, like, rockabilly guy who, who came in uh, to the Honey Boy stand after us and played some, some proper, like, country-picking... How, like the kind of thing that should be going through these amplifiers it sounded it yeah. was just it was a beautiful match um but uh me and me and yeomans did a little little show off where we did some kind of dual guitar stuff as well um <laughs> which again though the the um there might be footage floating around on the internet about uh about that or there's definitely photos of us <laughs> kind of showing off <laughs> yeah and um the the telly that um that Andy had at his uh at the Honey Boy stand uh had some Fletcher pickups in as well. Yeah, I was gonna say he got Fletchers for that, didn't he? He did. That's that's part of the reason why um why Fletch made these uh these uncovered ones because Andy um was after that look. Um and rightly so, they do seem banging. Um Ace, Ace. So yeah, I think that's. I mean, we we did some other stuff, but um, yeah, I think that's pretty much the uh, the show. Um, but I just wanted to kind of wrap us up with just a kind of a thought of uh, like what I took from the what I took from the guitar show, but not only what I took from the guitar show as well, but what what I heard like a load of people kind of the the kind of vibe that I was getting. And it's just how awesome is the UK gear scene at the moment? Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, I didn't get to go. I live on the Isle of Man. It's a pain in the ass to get up. Yeah. But it cost me 10 times the ticket price just to kind of get there. I'd have had to stay in a hotel overnight. It would have just been too much. So, obviously, I haven't, I haven't managed to go, but... All of the names that you mentioned, plus there's there's plenty more out there that you didn't mention either that were there or that couldn't make it for whatever reason. But there's so many UK, whether it's guitar builders, amp builders, whether it's pedal manufacturers, and they're all doing their own thing. It's not like a bunch of companies that are copying somebody down the road. Yeah, They're all trying to put their own stamp on like the, the music industry as a whole. And it just allows for so much variety. Like you don't, 20 years ago, you basically bought either a Squire, an Epiphone, a Gibson or a Fender. You bought a brand name amp and you bought boss pedals because that was about what was there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had uh, the the Behringer stuff at, uh, at the low price and then, Above that, you were talking either MXR or Boss, and those were your choices, weren't they? Yeah, that was basically it. Uh, with with some Ibanez as well. You, I mean, your tube scream has been enduring, and maybe a little bit of EH, yeah. HX. Uh, but we didn't we didn't have a lot of those round round us. <coughs> so the when when I first started playing guitar, I decided I want to go and buy a pedal, and I went into the local store at the time. <laughs> which had a selection of about 25 boss pedals mm. and nothing else. There wasn't any Behringers, there wasn't any... What Was, what, was it Dan Electro that had the fab distortion? It was Dan Electro. I, yeah. I, just, I, I, 
I, I remember that being in the Total Guitar that magazine that taught me how to play an Arctic Monkeys song. Nice. <laughs> right when I was first starting to learn. But yeah, we're going back to like 2006 now. But yeah, like we didn't even have that. It was it was literally you went in and it was like if you wanted to buy a pedal, you had to have at least sixty quid with you, and it was a boss pedal. And yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the the there was kind of like three um, guitar shops around when I was um, when I was first starting. Two of which were kind of useful, and then one was a, a massive pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> so, one of which was PMT, which is still going now. And in in that uh, like Birmingham branch of PMT, the pedal section was enclosed in like a big doorway that was in the shape of a uh, a Boss DS one. So, like <laughs> instantly going into that, you knew what you were getting because it was like. Yeah. Okay, this is the the pedal section. The boss room. <laughs> but it's yeah, it almost kind of suggested to you that pedals are boss. And I think there was yeah. there were like two uh two like full BCB60 pedal boards set up with a couple of boss um boss pedals like your kind of your acoustic sim and a, maybe like a reverb and a delay and then like the the drive pedals. And then there, there was like some line six pedals. I think the tone core ones, um, and th- that was your choice. It was you can have you can have the boss ones, which are tried and true and tested, and uh-huh, we're in the boss house, or, or you can try these line six ones, which are new and <laughs> oh, new things are scary. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so so that that was your choice. But yeah, I mean. Like we we talked we talked about a, a a fair few kind of UK manufacturers. I know like Eastman aren't aren't UK, but like Tate Effects we've got um, Thorpe, Honeyboy. These are these are all uh, like UK companies who are making making their stuff essentially. Um, we've got um, Fidelity Guitars who are, who are making a couple of waves as well. Um, the stylings and and whatnot, not necessarily to my taste, but everyone who tried one that I heard about uh, Fidelity guitars said they are absolutely amazing quality, um, and I've I've got a reason to doubt that. We've got uh, companies like Xander Effects, who are I mean they're they're a company known for their um, ge- like generally pushing the boat in terms of like kind of boutique pedal uh, companies. Because you tend to find that there's a lot of drive going on with uh, with boutique pedal companies, and they've yeah. done like delays and, and whatnot, and then they, they come out with this uh, uh, this new pedal. I can't remember Junepo or something like that um, for the uh, for the um, the guitar show, which has like amazing features, which is like uh, MIDI controlled and like three foot switches and uh, all all manner of like presets and and whatnot. And you think the fact that like this, this like awesome kind of booty one man operation can, can do something that sophisticated and amazing. is just awesome. Um, I'm definitely going to have to do a bit more research on that pedal because I, I just know that it's uh, (laughs) amazing. I just know that it's uh, cray cray. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Thorpey, um, teaming up with uh, Danish Pete and doing, uh, managing to take take it to a, a whole new level and and bringing out the deep hogging as well, which again, a, a chorus is is not where you usually look to for for boutique uh, pedal manufacturers. Um, no, not at all. Crimson Guitars, they've been around for ages and ages and ages. Uh, yeah. One of the kind of first guitar, um, uh, guitar-based um, YouTube content that I that I ever saw was Crimson Guitars, and they're they're going from strength to strength with their stuff. And uh, a company that I'd really like to uh, really like to try. And again, like I've heard people saying that they they tried the uh, the Crimson Guitar stuff and were really impressed with the quality. Um, our Fletch. Although he weren't um, weren't displaying at the uh, finger, his his stuff was represented over on the Honey Boy, um, Honey Boy stand, um, and again a testament to just how awesome uh, Fletch's stuff is. That yeah, Andy over at Honey Boy is happy to have uh, happy to have his amps um, being represented by by Fletch pickups, um, and then. Like I saw, um, there was more than one stand that had a Hampstead amp. Um, only ever having heard about them uh, through um, that pedal show because they, they've uh, they've talked about Hampstead amps before. Um, not not a huge uh, operation, so they're still quite boutique. Um, but like you see more, there was a a fully purple Tolexed Hampstead amp over at the. Um, over at the um, Thorpey stand, which looked the absolute bollocks. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, and, and Victory as well. They're, they're working with so many awesome people these days. Like, um, they're, they're working with Richie Cotson. Um, and he's a he's a guy who's, like, absolutely massive. Yeah. <laughs> he's a guitarist, all right. He, he definitely is. He so uh, I was just uh, just kind of overwhelmed by how how awesome the UK is representing gear at the moment. We're doing all right, you know. We're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Like like I say, and I like I ju- I just I like the fact that variety is a thing. I think. It's. It was a very boring scene at one stage where everybody was using the same amps. Everybody was using a Marshall. Like there was a, a time in the nineties where every brand you saw was using a Marshall with either a Strat or Les Paul. Yeah. And we we don't have to be like that anymore. Like it, it, it kind of felt like that was the option. Whereas now, whether it's amp companies, whether it's pedal companies, whether it's guitar companies, you can find something that is tailored to you. You don't have to find. Yeah, a strat that will fit you, or a telly that will fit you, or a Les Paul that will fit you. You can find your Les Paul or your strat or your telly out there somewhere with the specs that you want Absolutely. at different price points as well. You can you can go for like massive specs, or you can you can go for like basic specs, and you can get them at either guitars at either kind of price points. You've uh, you just sparked uh, sparked one of the things that I remember seeing actually. Um, uh, a couple of weeks back, we mentioned uh, Stag Guitars doing like doing some legit 
new shapes. The the record. I, I don't know whether we mentioned it. I remember. Re- I can't remember whether we were talking about it or reading yeah, about we, it or what. But yeah, yeah, we I, might not have mentioned it on the cast actually, but we 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 definitely had a chat about it. And I actually yes. saw a couple of these new stags in in the person, and they look awesome. They look really good, yeah, and the, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I didn't think there would ever be a point in my life where I was going, yeah, that stag is banging. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, it's a far cry from 15 years ago, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> where you go, oh, that stag is a starter pack. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> that uh, that little gif where the baby runs into a room and goes, oh, no, 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 and then runs yeah, out. No. <laughs> that is exactly how you would treat stag. Um, it is. And like they're they're making it legit these days, um, and I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up for today. Um, it's been an absolute monster cast of just guitar showiness, but I think I think uh, on our Sunday cast this week we're gonna we're gonna have more Nam news as well because <laughs> we still haven't done all of that. Um, yeah, we haven't we haven't talked about the big F, have we? We haven't. We uh, there's, yeah, there's just so much. Um, so we'll have to have a chat about that actually before before we do that and not just wing it like we usually do. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to if you want to find us online, um, you find me um, budget pedal chap. So it's uh, facebook.com slash budget pedal chap, instagram.com slash budget pedal chap, YouTube. Type in budget pedal chap, you'll find me. There's new content going up, um, which has been recorded for the next maybe two or three weeks and then I'm going to try and keep on top of that again to to make sure that the content is is coming out and um, Phil over at Pedal Patch I am going to get my massive pedal board <laughs> wired up it will happen you... yeah so Go I'm on, going man. to be using those Pedal Patch uh, <laughs> cables to do that it's going to happen and I might even make it into a video um if you want to catch us um, just out and about on the internet, uh, we hang out in the uh, the Fret Talk podcast group, or you can catch us on the, on the live streams uh, in Pedal Boards of Doom on Sunday nights. Uh, it's kind of um, fortnightly uh, Sunday night where you can kind of put your uh, your questions in live, which absolutely amazing, uh, and will largely ignore them <laughs> no we'll try, we, we try answer uh, try answer questions as, as best as we can uh, if you want to find yeah. Matt online yeah. Matt is an absolute monster who does loads of things he does the Bad Bookers podcast as well as this podcast um, which you can find on uh, Acast everywhere Bcast Zcast <laughs> all of the casts um, iTunes yeah. as well and uh, SoundCloud um, yeah you also do uh, Twitch streaming, and that's heel underscore Matt Q. It yeah. is, and um, I was actually listening to last week's podcast where you and Lee were singing stuff, and I was like, oh, you, I'm not stupid enough to sing on the internet. Oh, I said some off, <laughs> offhand comment on there. Yeah. Um, a new, uh, a closed beta for a game called Twitch Sings um, <laughs> has been out, and I, I stupidly said, somebody mentioned it in a stream, and I said, yeah, fine, I'll... I'll enter for the closed beat here. Everybody else had been waiting like six months for, for their codes to come through to download this game. <laughs> Apparently, they're now just rolling the beater out completely. Three days later, it drops. So last Sunday, I did some 
singing on the internet. Well, hey. So, and if you want to, I also did some guitar playing because um, you can do duets with other people where they record one part and then you go in and sing the other part or you record a part and wait for somebody else to sing along. And out there, somebody made me do Iris by the Goo Goo Doll. Goo Goo, whatever they were yeah, called. Yeah, the Goo Goo Dolls. Whatever they. And I yeah, don't and. Want um, the world to the, see me. Yeah, and there's a 90 second break where nobody's singing in that song, and obviously this is a singing thing. <laughs> and I didn't particularly want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I didn't want to uh, like um, obviously sit there and do nothing for 90 seconds, and I also didn't want to be bothered to learn the guitar solo, so I just improvised over the top of it with my uh, Taylor baby. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh yeah, I went. Yeah, of- so there's even now guitar on my Twix channel. Get in, we're permeating it. <laughs> Uh, so you do that, you do that. Um, you're on. Uh, you've started up your Instagram account, haven't you? You've started using that more frequently. Yeah. And that's not heel underscore Matt Q, is it? Is it? Yeah, it is. It is. Well, hey, yeah. That's nice and easy to remember. Thank you for doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram are all the same. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> from us at the Fret Talk Podcast, we'd like to extend our massive thanks. Uh, to you, the listeners, for downloading and listening and being being just awesome people and being loyal every week to this podcast. We do it for you lot. So I I doff my cap, my virtual cap to you. Um, <laughs> so from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Boy Matt... <laughs> bye Matt bye Matt <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be a goodbye and good night for this week on the Fret Talk Podcast tatty bye tatty bye <laughs> ta-da, ta-da. It's a monster cast, like super, super big. Ooh, matron, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs>